Have you ever had to give yourself a pep talk just to walk into a car dealership? Or have you ever thought to yourself, I can't trust car salesmen. They don't have my best interest at heart. I'm here to debunk the myths and break the stigma. Welcome to Carman Conversations, the podcast. Welcome back to Carman Conversations. And uh, this episode... Um, I've been looking forward to it for a long time, uh, and I've got a very special guest in my son, Titan Camilleri, uh, number three along of the seven. So uh, welcome, Titan, to Thank our Carman Thank Conversations. You. So you know the drill here because we do it every morning. Uh, your dinner and beverage, mate. Dinner was burritos, obviously, the guacamole, sour cream, cheese, had all the toppings. Times four. <laughs> I was so full after. Um, and I actually tried a new vodka and dry. True. On a school night. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Yep. You Good know me. Good boy. Yeah. Well, it's a privilege to have you here, Kai. So um, it was obviously this is my 28th year in the automotive industry and growing up in a family business, it was never my expectation that, you know, through school that I thought that I'm going to end up selling cars or running a car dealership or where I am, I wouldn't change it for anything that I have for right now. But the uh, as I got through the career a little bit and you, and you kids started to get a little bit older, I always was hoping that that one of you might want to get in the industry, but also at the same time, I never encouraged it, you know, and I never wanted you guys to to obviously say, look, I've got to work there because dad works there and, um, you know, I wanted to choose your own path. But you have, you've come on board and two and a half years later, um, you're doing an amazing job. But I know the story, but um, just if you can tell us in your own words a bit about your childhood and you know, growing up a little bit and then through school and, and then to your to your trip to how you got to, to Grand Prix Master at Aspley. Yeah. So, busy house. Busy house. was always good. Um, always having someone there to be with. Uh, and obviously, Jay and I were very close. Whatever it be, football, video games, we're all, we're all very close, which was good. Yeah. Um, Who was better? Oh, obviously, me and you, everything. Yeah, of course. Me and yeah. everything. Yep. He'll probably tell you, <laughs> tell you otherwise, but... Um, but no, it was it was always good having someone there. Um, you're never alone, which was very comforting. But yeah, coming up, uh, always a gamer, as you know. Yep. Um, was always behind behind the screen. Um, fell in love with basketball, and then yeah, I guess that that leads from I guess my high school years. Um, coming to the end of high school, had absolutely zero clue what I was going to do. A um, few conversations of what I should do. Obviously, you telling me or giving me your advice. Not that learning was never my thing, but. I couldn't see me sitting behind a screen or, or learning virtually. It's always hands-on. And, you know, I was going to go study business, marketing kind of kind of area. Yep. And then when I get an opportunity to work in the business, biggest master dealership in Australia, it's a pretty easy decision to say, uh, yeah, I'll try that. So we'll just go back a little step there. So through school, and this is a, often a, a question that, you know, that comes up a lot in automotive in industry to me is how do you get into car sales? You know, do I need to be qualified? Do I need to be experienced? Is And it's not like a trade, you know, where you can be a plumber, and electrician. And and um, as we, we spoke about, you were quite clever through school, you know, um, a lot smarter than your older brother, Jalen. Yep. Um, <laughs> but um, you, were, you were quite clever and it wasn't as if you, were, you didn't know um, or you, you weren't intelligent enough to go and pursue anything. Um, but again... In, in my mind, um, and I see this a lot, I don't think there's anything wrong with when you're 16 or 17 and you, and you don't know exactly where you want to be or what you want to do. And this is the conversation that you and I had, you know, in the kitchen at home around, yeah. you know, what do we do and, like, what do you think? And so the decision was made to, to come and work for, for Grand Prix and he came on as a, a junior salesperson. 
during that period, you, you, you obviously you thought long and hard about it to come up with the right right decision. You made the decision, and then you came. And I remember we were on holidays at the time. Um, yep. We spent a bit of time together before you started. I think I was a bit ner- more nervous than you were <laughs> than your than your first day. But yep. just talk us through a little bit about the anticipation to, to start, the expectation to work into a family business, the expectation, I suppose, from you know how regimented I am and in, in my wants and and desire, and um, what it was like to to start your first day. Extremely nerve-wracking. Yep. I tried playing it off because um, I felt like I had an expectation walking in the door, yep. everyone knowing kind of who I was. So I did try playing it off. Um, but I remember our first dinner in Bev, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I didn't, didn't know what I was doing. When it came to, to saying how I was for the day, I didn't even know how to say Richter. So yeah. I just waited for someone else to say it. <laughs> and then I said, yep, I'm off the Richter because I heard it. Um, but I was pumped, ready to go. But it's one of those things... Like, you can't prepare yourself for it. Yeah. It's like, I never knew I had this, you know, the personality to go out and do it. And going back to, you know, being 15, 16, 17 and not knowing what you need, you want to do yeah. when you finish school is I didn't know I had this kind of personality that I could go out and do these things. Yeah. So you don't need to know what you want to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I was coming in, that's all I could do is, you know, show off my personality. And Well, you've done well. What about the expectation? So obviously, you know, we're, we're a family, family business of over 50 years. What was it like, obviously, having to work alongside your dad, but you've also got your popper and a and name of a reputation that's um, the best in the business? How was that? Well, the Camilleri name, special one, that. It's more of one of those things where every time your friends are at the movies, <laughs> they're always taking the photos <laughs> and videos. Oh, you're on the ads, you're on the ads. But for me, I thought it was pretty special. Um, you know, first full-time job came from being a Domino's e-bike rider to working in the biggest Mazda dealership in Australia. Um, but having you and Papa by my side, I think definitely help. And most of the time you're too busy anyway. So it's not like, uh, we get to talk much, but even if we were to just meet up in the lunchroom and just, you know, you've, you've helped me through it and, yep. and worked through it with me. But, you know, having the Camilleri last name, it's, uh, pretty easy to sell cars that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that I use it. Well, I will admit, I probably did used to use it to my advantage. You used it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the third generation. You know, I was just going to sell your car. <laughs> It's going to be me. Oh, whatever it takes. <laughs> exactly. But now it's it's one of those things where I notice that people mention it before I say anything. Yeah. I could go through the whole process. And even if they don't say anything, they know who I am. Um, and they come up to me and obviously, you know, now being the third generation, they can tell. Because yep. they've bought cars here before. They've seen us go from, you know, Zilmi Road to now Brookfield Road. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they can see how big of a, a business we are. And they know that I've come along. Yep. And, um, yeah, even just, I guess, when it comes down to... To, we've just signed off paperwork to, to do a deal and the customer will, you know, mention something like, oh, say hello to your papa for me or how's your dad going or just little things like that yeah, which yeah. you don't even know. Yeah. And, and yeah, just the reputation behind it. and Yeah, it's big, isn't it? So when you first came on and um, I, was, I was, like I said before, I was really nervous um, and not so much for you because I, I knew, you, I still looked at you as, you know, you'd just come out of year 12, you know, so we're... Not a baby, but you're still young, yep. you know, and I'm very protective, as you know, and um, one thing I'm very protective of is my, my kids, and I was so worried for you, you know, and uh, will you be able to talk to people the right way? Will you understand, you know, what I've done it all my life, you know, and I, I was really worried about, will he get it? Will, it? will he get the concept? Will he understand? Will he have a good relationship with other salespeople? Will he, will he know how the operation works? Or Not that I thought you would fail, I never thought that, or will... 
Well, he just not be that good at it because it's not him. And um, these, and I think it was you know after a couple of days, and I was watching the way you were talking to customers, and I overheard some of the things. I'm thinking, where's this boy get his confidence from? You know, like he he talks so well, and he and he understands, and he gets it, and you know, and obviously you'd heard that over a lot of years through me, you know, talking about it at home, and and you know you hear things when you come into the showroom and so on. But I was really really impressed with um, in the early days from from how well you adapted. We touched on the Camilleri surname. I was the complete opposite. I, I didn't want anyone to know uh, who I was because I wanted to do things my way. I wanted to prove myself, and it was different back then too. You know, the market was different, and generation uh, was was different. But I listened to you early on the piece, and you know, you dropped the the, uh, the third generation. That's that's my popper over there, and the, oh, there's my dad over my there. My dad in the middle, who's yeah. long putting the deals together, <laughs> and he used it all to your advantage, which was clever. But um. Yeah, obviously there was the stigma around, you know, you're a camillary and you need to perform and, and, and to do a do a really good job. And um, to your credit, you, you um, were really, I guess, one of the leaders when it came to uh, motivation and energy. Uh, and, and, I, and I'll put that down, you know, a lot of people will say, no, you don't have any experience when you're in, in sales. But I've always been a believer that the energy will come from within and your mindset of how I turn up every day. And um, that obviously... The apple hasn't fallen far from the tree there, and, and you've, you've got that, and you created some some really good energy across the floor, and you've worked in an industry where it's ever-changing. Ever so when you first started to the market where it is today, what have you found changes? What have you found the difference to be in automotive? Customer expectations, probably one, um, but a huge thing that I guess everyone would notice is obviously how the stock availability and how buying cars is so much different to, to what it used to be a couple of years ago. Yep. So when I first started, you know, someone walk in the buy a car and they pick it up next week two weeks longest wait time i reckon i ever saw was three which was just crazy um but now obviously you know the the shortest wait time you get is three months yeah um so that's probably the hugest change that i've seen in in the industry um but customer expectation where you know it's not about because all new cars going to drive nice but mazda has that reputation of the build quality yep. resale value yep. but it's also the customer experience correct um so yeah when it comes down to you know, my customer's experience with, you know, videos that I'll send customers or the presents I'll get them or little things like that compared to some of the other manufacturers and other sales consultants where they might not go that extra mile to, to try and make it work. Yeah. But I feel like customers do now appreciate how they're treated and that will affect the way that they buy a car. That's one thing that's never changed, Kai, is good, good old-fashioned customer yeah. service. It's never yeah. changed. Um, you know, my dad always said that to me and I've always passed that on. You, you can't beat it. You can't beat good old-fashioned customer yeah. service and, and building relationships. And when that relationship you've built, which you've found now, is how many repeat customers have you had yeah. in your two and a half years, you know? They come back, and whether it be the husband, the wife, the, the, the family, the, the daughters, the sisters, they all come back, but they want to deal with, with cotton, you yeah. know, because it was an experience rather than a transaction. So I, I agree that the market is ever-changing. What advice, I guess, would you give someone if they wanted to get into the the car industry or into sales now like a lot of people say oh, i don't know anything about sales how would i get into it i don't know anything about the automotive industry what would i do what would what would be your best advice there it's it's going to be your mindset so coming in like we spoke earlier it's customer expectation yep. and how they're treated so if you're coming in ready to go mindset you know flying through not not just a show any any sales um but yeah coming through and saying yep you know i have this goal i want to set i want to treat these customers the way they need to be treated and you know you don't need to know how to sell it's it's not about selling it's more about you know treating the customer that the way they need to be treated because yeah, everything's good. there they can do all the research online um but yeah it's just got to be your mindset and hey come to work and just say you know what i'm here to do a job and 
yeah, and then you come in and do it. So, What about a bit of advice the other way? If you're a customer, and um, what advice would you give to a customer about the best way to come and buy a new car? I think it comes down to, to the way they, they want to be treated, um, is they want to come in and see, you know, a smiling face and, a, you know, a salesperson that's there ready to go. Yep. Um, so I think the same way that they walk in and – because it can be pretty scary walking into a, to a dealership and just having sales consultants waiting there for you, yep. Yep. Um, ready to jump all over you. But um, I think it's the same way as, you know, they come in, ease their way into it, and then if they have that – build that rapport and relationship with the sales consultant – I think that's the best way to do Couldn't it. Couldn't agree more, mate. Couldn't agree more. So you've mentioned a couple of times the word mindset, you know, and I don't think in your childhood I ever heard you say that word no. once, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's quite a regular now because uh, it's so important. So talk us through the importance of mindset and um, also the importance of how do you turn up every day and mentally prepare yourself for a day on the tools? Well, it's one of those things where you can't come in slow to work yeah i'll just get breakfast while i'm at work and then get really slow into it it's more one of those things where you hear there's people watching you there's customers walking around the showroom as soon as you walk in these doors you need to be engaged so there's obviously a process that you need to do in the morning wake up at the same time every morning i've got a 6 28 6 30 alarm (laughs) two minutes apart so i don't fall back to sleep um and it's the same routine every morning and then when you come in um you're here ready to go so I suppose mine's a bit different because my alarm goes at four and yours goes at six thirty. Yeah, a little so. bit. <laughs> <laughs> bit of unapplied time there, mate. I, I reckon you, so. you can I work so. a bit harder. <laughs> so just on your work ethic, uh, there is an award that um, that Master do, which is um, called a Master Member, which is the highest pinnacle of awards you can you can get in the Sales Guild. So there's a, an Associate Member and there's a Master Member. Um, you were the honorary um, award taker there for the the uh, most prestigious award there is as a salesperson and the first ever salesperson at Grand Prix Master Aspley since one very own Luke Daniel Camilleri. <laughs> um, so from Camilleri to Camilleri to, uh, to take the honour. It blew my mind that you, you got that award um, in your, you know, your first 18 months of, of, of selling cars. <laughs> um, what's it mean in your, your first period of your career to, to have that award and what did it mean for you to get, get it at the time? Because it was... Such a high honour. Yeah. Well, first full year in the, like a full sales year, I should say, I didn't think I was going to make it there anyway. I didn't really have it there as as something I wanted to achieve uh, until it got right at the end of the year and, you know, the progress come, came through and you said, hey, you, you, you might actually make this. Like, you have an opportunity. Yeah. But I didn't, it wasn't something that was on my mind. Um, but as soon as it came to the end of the year, again, came back to that customer service with the with the MSI and the scores that we're getting back from yep. the customer experience. And when it got close to the to the day, I remember, um, well, you pulled me into your office and you're reading out all the the Guild awards, and I was like, oh, yep, 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 reading all all through the dealerships. And there was no Queensland dealer until you got to my name, and then you said. And uh, the master member, Kaiden Kimleri, and I, <laughs> my heart just dropped. I didn't know what to do because it wasn't something I was expecting to yeah, get. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just absolutely amazing. So um, hopefully on track to, to try and get it again this, Very good. this year. And I remember the feeling I got uh, proud of you, so proud um, when I got the call from the national sales manager of Master Australia and and he'd rung me and said to me, oh, I need to tell you this before it gets published, you know, you ne- but you need to keep it quiet, you need to keep it quiet. Yeah. And my heart was racing just with um, with utter pride. So well done on that one, mate. Thank you. A um, couple other questions I've got for you. What do you enjoy most about your day-to-day job? Like what, what during a day, what do you, what do you enjoy the most? Probably um, just talking to customers. Like I said earlier, I'm not one to sort of 
like like sitting around and not doing anything i'm always moving yeah um and always talking as well annoying people yeah um so when it comes to talking to a customer like obviously the intention of selling a car but also just you know learning more about what they do and how they work and how they buy cars and how their process works and how they do their daily routines and just simply talking to people yeah um and obviously we've got a good group of you know sales people on the floor so just you know love talking keep them active and, and doing my very thing, good so. very good yeah and what have you learnt most? You know, and you probably need to think about this. I probably should have given you a prompt yeah. on this one. Jesus. What have you learnt most since um, since you left school and you've you've come to work? What what's the your biggest learning you think so far today? I think it's just the, how different of a world it is. So when you're when you're that young, you're not thinking about what's happening in the yeah. future. Yep. But coming into this, you can just tell like it, it's just a huge jump from going from you know school every day get home at 3 o'clock, you're home, jump on the PlayStation, have a couple snacks, and then you see Dad get home later. That's all it is. Yeah. But now, living and breathing it, you understand how important it is. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they, you know, it might be long hours, but you understand and, and appreciate the hard work that goes into it and the result that you get out of it yep. um, to build yourself a career. And my last question for you is, um, obviously, the dealership's built off some really strong, solid pillars, and, you know, we, we have some disciplines in place, but... What what do you think would be the biggest, like we, we run a very, very tight team. What would you say would be the, the biggest strength of the team or the dealership or the sales operation? Is it um, is it is it the, the teamwork? Is it the the disciplines in place? What is it? What do you think working in it? What, what would you think are the biggest strengths? Yeah, definitely the teamwork. But one of your pillars, uh, remember when you, where you came from? Yeah. I feel like we have a lot of people that have, that have come through and they will never forget that saying. Yes. Where... You know, if you think back to where they were and the opportunity that we have now and the career that we have, and I was lucky enough to obviously, you know, be your son, but some people aren't as lucky. So seeing where they've come from to where they are now, and then as well as that, obviously, the teamwork, like I just mentioned, is this team is just, we're so close, you know, um, nothing will break us. Um, But yeah, I think it's just one of those things where remembering where you came from, and I think everyone does that individually which creates us as a team. No, outstanding, Kai. You're, um, you're a chip off the old block, that's for sure, mate. Um, <laughs> you've answered those questions extremely well and you've um, you've made me very proud. Um, <laughs> you're a bit anti coming on the podcast, a bit nervous about yeah. it. But I just, <laughs> First you one. know, I really wanted to um, to to have my son on here and I'm very proud of, um, of what you've done. I'm proud of the awards and I'm really proud of um, how far you've grown from, you know, year 12 or even as a young fellow, you've always had a beautiful heart and a beautiful soul and you've always had your head in the right direction. You've kept yourself grounded and uh, even to this day, you've done an excellent job. So uh, thank you uh, for being on Car Man Conversations. Thanks and, for having um, me. Let it be said, I got you on before Jalen. So um, not that there's any favourites, <laughs> but Bud's at school. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Rain can't speak yet. Yeah, Rain can't, can't talk. Rain can't talk. So uh, thanks very much, mate. Give me a hug, eh? Thank you. <laughs> That's all for this episode of Car Man Conversations. Thanks for listening. If you're keen to learn more about what I talked about today, if you have any questions, have it over my Instagram, LDC underscore 01, or follow us along over at Grand Prix Master at Aspley. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to us on your favourite podcast provider by searching Car Man Conversations. And please, if you love what you're hearing, don't forget to leave us a great review.